Revolution, a Hispanic Heritage Month 2022 virtual event, and it's finally here, presented by Celso Drinks and brought to you by Todo Wafi. I am your host, the Latin Babbler. This is the Latin Babbler Show team. We are honored to be kicking off the event with our kickoff show for this amazing, amazing next 30 days. Um, I'm here alongside with my co-host, Daisy Tornell, and with Paula Garcia. And we're ready. How many are you guys ready? Come on, let's get we're to ready. it. We're ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, so for those of you guys who are wondering what Hispanic Heritage Month is, well, let's give you a little history lesson. During Hispanic Heritage Month here in the U.S., we celebrate the cultures, diversity, and contributions by our ancestors and even current Hispanics and Latinos. And the actual date that was chosen, September 15th, was actually chosen because of the Day of Independence, the anniversaries of Costa Rica, Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Honduras, not to mention tomorrow will be Mexico, then we have Chile, then we have Belize. All of those celebrated right, uh, days right after. The observation of this day started in 1968, Hispanic Heritage Week, which was under President Lyndon Johnson, and then was expanded by Ronald Reagan in 1988 to cover an entire 30 days. It was enacted into law in August 17th. 1988. So that was like a quick summary. You guys can go on Google and do all the rest of that. All you want to do, you know, we're not math teachers or any kind of educational people. We're just podcasters and hosts. So we're here to have fun. I'm extremely excited. There's going to be a crazy 30 days. We got panels. We got special interviews. We got exclusive articles. We got like over 60 posts of representations. I'm curious. I'll start with you, Daisy. What is going to be your favorite part Oh, Revolución. I'm not going to lie. My favorite part is going to be the Latina creators, and it's actually the one I'm working on. So I'm just really excited to meet those ladies and hear more about them. And I'm also super excited about the Indigenous Roots panel. I feel like that's such an important thing to highlight, and it's not talked about enough. So I'm super excited about that one for sure. And pretty much everything. I'm excited for all the interviews. She's not biased at all. Because she's in the Latina Creators panel, so that wouldn't be the reason why she's... It's not the reason, I just, I, you know. <laughs> she's like, it's not the reason, but I'm all in. Paula, what about you? I mean, I think I'm going to have to be a little biased, too. I'm so excited to learn from our authors, our Latino authors. Just so much knowledge. I, I love to absorb books, and especially when it's Latino content, whether it's Latino writers or they're writing about Latino stories. I'm all about it. I am so pumped. So I agree. she was talking about the Indigenous Roots panel. That is on Sunday. So if you're tuning into this right now on Sunday at 8 p.m., all you have to do is go to our website. The link is going to be provided there. You can sign up now. If you go to the website, you can actually go ahead and click on it. It'll take you to like a Facebook page. You can actually watch the stream there. You can watch the stream on YouTube um, or you can download the Riverside app. And you can actually go to the link that's going to be provided on todowafi.com. You can go, you can interact with us on the chat. 
We'll try to respond back if we can, or at least somebody will, unless I'm in the middle of talking or something. But the indigenous roots, we got Afro-Latinidad, two, two concepts and two topics that people, for whatever reason, don't talk about enough. And then we have the pleasure of being the only ones who have an Asian-Latinidad representation panel, which is really cool. So we talk about Asian Latinidad, Afro Latinidad, Indigenous Latinidad, like it's, it's going to go crazy. I think, I think that everybody who's going to be tuning into this, these 30 days are going to benefit by seeing themselves in every single one of these different types of panels. Um, man, 60 days of representation posts. If you guys aren't paying attention, by the way, go on something Latina, go on something Latino, make sure that you're following at Todo Wafi because that's where the majority of the representation posts are going to be put up there. But we got a little bit of everything for everyone. I have to say that my favorite part of this entire thing was interviewing these special guests. So, you know, because the panels are live and then we have, you know, a bunch of guests that we, we had the pleasure of interviewing aside, people like Eli Vasquez, um, you know, Adriana from Latinx Therapy, like we were able to, we had uh, La Gorda Feminista. Like we had quite a few people. Well, I can't even. Um, Bossy and Jay Torres, two major influencers. So I think that's gonna be that's gonna be the funny time because it was the first time I actually did this in studio, like not behind the I'm mic and for a that digital. One. Yeah. So we're we're curious as to how it's gonna come out because obviously in studio stuff always comes out weird. Um, but. Looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Do you have any special guests you're not allowed to announce yet? Like any surprises? I do. Wait, he's keeping secrets. I do. He's keeping secrets. I have, look, I have two guests that because of the logistics of it, we're not allowed to announce yet. I knew it. I knew it. We're not allowed to announce yet, but let's just say they're extremely well recognized and they will be throughout the series and they will be, they will be announced as a surprise throughout the 30 days. So when you least expect it, all of a sudden it'll be up on the calendar and it'll be like, wait, what the hell? You know, it's one of those things. But we kept that one. We kept those under wraps. Kept those under wraps. Now we have something more to be excited about. Which part? Oh, that part? Well, that, yes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, there's some more? I'm like, I'm like, she's got something? I didn't no, know. That's a surprise. I mean, it's not to you, but it's a surprise to me. So now I'm going to be bugging you until you tell me or I'm just going to have to look forward to that. I mean, I'm not going to give you that information, though. Oh, I mean, we're close, but we're not, not that on close. Not on camera. <laughs> so. so, look, I wanted to talk about some things that, that you know, because for whatever reason, we, we had a video where we talked about when it was Cinco de Mayo. And I wanted to make sure that people, you know, understand that Mexican Independence Day is not Cinco de Mayo. Like, it's literally on the 16th of September. So, for those of you guys who were completely confused... You guys need to stop, you know, Googling some type of whatever site gave you that information. And so because of that, I decided to come up with five misconceptions of the Latino community because it's Hispanic Heritage Month. And I know that there's a bunch of people out there who have absolutely zero clue of our how powerful our Latina that is. So, all right. The first one is that all Latinos are undocumented now. I don't know who who came up with that. I'm pretty sure CNN, MSNBC, Fox, and whoever else contributed to that myth. You guys got to stop that, okay? Only 13% of immigrants are here undocumented, here in the wow, U.S. Wow, that's not okay? a large number. Oh, it's not. It's not. No. Considering that we represent 20%, almost 20% of the entire U.S., only 13% of immigrants uh, undocumented. 
So there's another one that says, uh, what is it? Undocumented Latinos don't pay taxes. Well, you're wrong there too. Undocumented immigrants pay between 100, uh, or what is it, 90? 90. And $140 billion in federal, state, and local tax each year. So, you know, all and those they never see with any the... of that back because they can't file taxes. Exactly. Exactly. Way to sit and there and point that out. Hey, I mean, you know what? I just want to add that those two first misconceptions are not only misconceptions, but they're also very dangerous and hurtful to our community. Very much Because so. people use that rhetoric in order to further past this propaganda that Latinos are just coming to this country to take your jobs, um, get live off the government. And our communities are really being hurt right now, especially because of our last administration. So those are two things that if you take anything from this, stop, you know, please correct people that there's just like very dangerous things to that, that needs just to need to stop being spread. Do I literally call them before out. You speak. Yeah, as Daisy's saying, make sure you look, you do your research, make sure stop listening to Twitter. Okay. <laughs> stop listening to Instagram comments. Stop listening yeah. to, you know. You know, stop listening to Twitter, Instagram comments. If you're getting your news from some of these mainstream media accounts, you're you're, you know, being fed a bunch of stuff that's just clickbait. So get mm-hmm. your stuff ready. All right, you ready? Latin American immigrants are poor, uneducated, and untrained. All right, so I know that in this group right here, everybody would be offended. So, <laughs> Daisy, yeah. you graduated, right? You got an undergraduate degree. What is it in? And communications with an emphasis in journalism. So, Paula? Education and Spanish. See, that's what I'm talking about. Computer science and programming uh, network administration. Just right here. That's not an issue. <laughs> so <laughs> just to kind of like debunk that whole process, twenty nine in 2019, 21.7 of all undergraduate students, all right, were Latinos, and the number has increased by 2% since then. And when you look at our accounts, they are surrounded by Latinos who are doing uh, post-gra- post-undergraduate studies, so their masters and doctorates and things of that nature. A lot of the Latinos that you're going to be seeing, Latinos and Latinas that you're going to be seeing, very educated, very powerful people who are going to be speaking during these events. Very good. You also have people that don't go to school that are actually very educated and smart. Extremely. Just because you, you didn't go to school it doesn't mean that you're not smart. They just think that we're walking around like cleaning toilets for everybody, like or selling, you know, stuff on the streets and stuff like that. Look, that's first of all, it's a good wage for some of those people who are sitting there doing that. Second of all, that's called entrepreneurship. You know, whether you're selling stuff on the street or selling it at a stand, you're still doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? They're that's hustling. your side hustle. Some people got their side hustle. Yeah. Hey, they're not. And they're doing it when some people don't want to. Yes. You know, yes, but thank you. Protect our street vendors. Yep, that's a working. good way of saying that. Now, why does that know, sound like a hashtag? It probably is. I mean, hashtag you know, protect our street vendors. You can't say that. You know, we're lazy. We don't want to work, but then we are out there working. But it's not how you want us to be out there working. They're still hustling, and um, you know, they're just being—they're under attack right now, unfortunately. Oh, of course, and I think it's because of the perception. But it's like a job nobody else wants to do, so they can go screw themselves. So that goes into hand in hand with the other one, which is. Uh, 
Latinos love handouts. You were talking about it before. First of all, we don't we don't do handouts. Like it's one of those. It's not something that we're fighting for. It's extremely extremely false. And nineteen percent of the population. That's what we cover. And we're responsible for seventy two percent of the growth in the U.S. labor force since the Great Recession. Seventy two percent. Okay, we have a sixty eight point two labor participation rate since the, since two thousand and nineteen. So we are far from lazy. Okay, we are far from trying to, you know, get handouts and be on social services and and things of that nature. Like, that's not what we do. So we have, I think it's 13% of all Latinos who come to the United States are on social services compared to 33% African Americans, 33% Caucasian, and all the other that fit on there. So we we represent a very small minority of people who get these handouts that people are talking to about. So five fun facts that we turn around and we needed to debunk for the misconceptions, especially representing here, as we do on the Latin Babble show. I'm curious, though, what do you guys do, aside from the list, what do you guys do with your families for this particular time that you guys uh, share your culture with somebody else or just even share it with the family itself? Like, what do you guys do that's kind of special to you guys? I love to read. I love to introduce new books. To my daughter, I have a teen now who is very much, you know, enthralled in American culture. And we don't get a lot of opportunities to visit Mexico. And so my way for her to stay connected is to make sure that she knows where our roots are. And just reading, taking her to museums. That's a lot of work I personally love to cook with my mom and learn new recipes. It's something I've been doing more recently. I've never been like a great cook. Because my mom is always in the kitchen. But now I'm actually curious. She'll be cooking and I'll be like, oh, like, what is that? What do you put in there? You know, Latinos don't believe in measurements. It's all about like the spices just being thrown in there. So it's really nice to share that with my mom and my sister. My mom tends to FaceTime my sister and they'll share recipes with each other. And just being in the kitchen, drinking coffee and hearing stories about my mom's experience in Mexico is also very important to me. So you actually mentioned the measurements. So we we spoke with Jenny P, who's part of Lunchbox Mafia, who actually talks about that. Like when she was growing up, we were sitting, <laughs> there was no no measuring cups. It was just like, oh, no, no, that's un ching. Tira esto. No, 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 demasiado. And you're like, but I don't know what demasiado is because I don't know what un ching is. Like, can you give me? They just be throwing that shit in there. Like, <laughs> And also, have you noticed they don't know how to make small proportions? Like it's always big. Like a oh big, no, it's giant. Big, oh, yeah. You get the caldero. Yeah, yeah you get the <laughs> yes. caldero. The thing looks like a giant witch turning pot. You're sitting there stirring. Like and that's just for the rice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you just, that's just they for want the freaking you to battle. Eat. That's how we show love. They want you to eat. And then that's why we don't know portion control. Hey, <laughs> I'm I'm good with my portion controls. I basically just get a giant ass plate and then I shrink it. <laughs> You're like, whatever fits well, yeah. in my hand. Whatever, whatever, whatever fits in my mouth. Everything is just going to go. Yeah. We're not even going to sit. You eat until your plate is clean, not until you're full, right? Yo, I, I don't you know. My, my family, my family can cook. So when, when we talk about plate is clean, I'm licking like that plate, everything <laughs> that's on that plate. I've some of the dishes your, your mom is making and I'm like, oh. wow, it looks delicious. Yeah, so, and you know what? She's going to hate me for this, but she's not the best cook. Wow. As good as she is. Oh, blasphemy. There are, I know, I'm going to, oh, she's going to tear my ass for that one. But I think that, I, you know, I have an aunt who cooks like specific dishes. Like each of them have like their their main thing. Like my mom is like a killer at rocking gandules. 
stuff. And make sure your mom doesn't hear this podcast. Um, she is. <laughs> she listens to all of them. So yeah, <laughs> this this relationship is going to steer a different way after this. So we'll probably see it in the post. You'll see her comment if you guys pay attention to all of the comments. Like she's literally our number one supporter, and so eighty percent of the comments are her trying to give lessons about all of our posts, which is kind of funny. I think she's going to so. be like, Love hey, you, I'm a good cook. Yeah. She's like, she's like, she's like, we need to have a cook off. So when I go to Miami, I'll just put them on there and I'll videotape it for a good reel. All right. Aww. So let's see ways you can celebrate Hispanic heritage month. So we were just talking about it. Do some delicious dishes, have some, you know, get, go out there. Even it doesn't matter whether you're Hispanic, not Hispanic, turn around and and go and and find a recipe and try to make it and then just see if you know if you like it and if you don't like it give it to a latino family who you know will like it you know whatever whatever suits your boat but you can try it we have a lot of latino dishes <laughs> we or have maybe visit a small restaurant you know like a hole on the yes. wall they have a lot of good small little taco spots peruvian spots salvadorian spots they're everywhere What's your favorite spot? You're here in LA. You're you're like me. You're LA bound. What's your favorite spot here in LA? Ooh, in LA? I don't yeah. have a specific favorite spot, but I always like those small taco spots that like you know like the ones that are underrated. I like spots like that. Yeah. And I love Peruvian food, so there's a couple of places out here in OC that I like to go to. Mm -hmm. Um Sometimes las loncheras are what has the best food too, like the tacos. The food trucks? Yeah, yeah. the food truck. Oh, they're so good. All so right. good. So, all right, what about you, Paula? I mean, you got a favorite I, restaurant or I'm something you want to give a shout I'm, out to? I'm in Struggle City. I'll listen, I'll shout out El Ranchito till I'm blue in the face. I'm in the suburbs. So, unless I'm <laughs> willing to drive like 30, 40, 50 minutes to the city, this is what I got. And let me tell you, they are A1. They're so good. They're a tiny little hole in the wall restaurant. But man, it's to the point where I call and they know my order. One time they were so busy, he put me on hold and I was waiting. He didn't get back to me for like 30 minutes and I finally gave up. We went to McDonald's. That's all that was left open. Anyways, I go back like weeks later and he's like, I put you on hold, right? He gave my tacos for free that day. <laughs> I know. I'm there that How much. How long were you on hold? I was on hold for a while. I wanted those tacos. And he just left Damn, me Damn, she stayed out there. Boy, that's trooper right there. there. I was on there. You know, I'm loyal to this place. I, when I go, I go hard to support our, our Latino communities. It's a small, like, family-owned restaurant. And I said, I'm going to support you. But then um, they just they didn't get back to me. So I had to go to McDonald's that day. Shame, shame. But anyways, he remembered me weeks and weeks later. And he's like, I'm so sorry about that here. Like, Free tacos for our best customer. <laughs> Free tacos for you. That is hilarious. That's the next one. Support Hispanic or Latino boy, uh, owned businesses. I, you know, if you if you are close to one, if you see one that's out there, especially if it's food trucks or if it's uh, you know, locally owned, just go for it. Go and and get yourself a good dish. Um, or if you are just seeing different convenience stores, utility stores, things of that nature, just go out and support Hispanic and Latino businesses, you know, go in there and, and, and show them the love that they deserve for all the hard work that they put in there. Entrepreneurs, we're entrepreneurs. We make up a ton of entrepreneurship. Uh, make a playlist of Latino artists, Hispanic artists. If you had a playlist, Daisy, who would, who would your, what would your playlist be? 
Bad Bunny. <laughs> you can't. I mean, they, they can't all I'm, be Bad Bunny. I know. I know. I'm kidding. And Bad Bunny and Selena. That's those are gonna be the two ones that you always gonna have. On you're just gonna Bad rotate Bunny, them. Selena. I I think I listen to a lot of Latin music though. I like Luis Fonse. I like. A lot of like Alejandro Fernandez, um, Los Enanitos Verdes. I don't know if you guys saw recently the the main vocalist passed away. I saw the uh, I saw the notification for it. Yeah, I saw yeah. the notification for it. So there's um, a post on it. Yeah, I like a lot of it. A lot of Latin music. What about you, Paula? Who's on your list? Right now, I am all about. And I never thought I'd say this. Bad Bunny. <laughs> Another one. Carol G. <laughs> You know what? It is like what was it? The Latino wave back when Ricky Martin was big. It's like we are oh, just he seeing was a huge. resurgence, mm-hmm. resurgence of just like this god music that just makes you happy and makes you want to dance and um just literally like Bad Bunny is on every playlist. You know, Carol G, Anita, oh my Rosalia. god, yes. Those dances that they do, they have body, yaddy, yaddy. Oh, my gosh. So, yes. So, am I the only one who's all old-fashioned? I guess I'm the only one who's all old-fashioned here. It's like me and my daughter, we were sitting there driving around. I'm sitting there still listening to Celia Cruz. I got Fernandito Villalona sitting there blasting on them. Ramon Orlando. Like, these are all names that everybody's like, who the hell are they? But, like, they're they're really huge when I was growing up. They're so good. I just classics, but I think it's just... It's nice. Gloria Stefan, Miami Sound Machine. Like, I still got all of those oh. on my playlist. You know what I'm saying? I got Romeo. Well, I got Prince. I got uh, Prince Royce. So. No, and of course, like, all of those, they're still jams, but I think it's just nice to be able to hear yourself and see that that everyone else that even, that isn't even Latino is enjoying the same stuff at the same time that you are, where, you know, like you're talking about. Gloria Stefan, I mean, all of like these people that you kind of enjoy within your community. Yeah. Um, but it's just like worldwide right now. And it's just exciting to see. It is. And look, Bad Bunny has literally picked up the torch and has run with it. And everybody is just on his back. I mean, there's nothing that man puts out that isn't going breaking records on anything that he does. So much props. Dude from Puerto Rico was sitting there bagging groceries at one point. It's like insane to where he is now and he's just so humble and no matter how many haters he tries to get, they try to jump on his back he is like teflon it does not matter man <laughs> it's just all over the place mm-hmm. i love i love what he has done man and and how he's and there's a lot of people who are like ah oh, i don't like it doesn't matter whether you like his music at least what he's done for la comunidad is just strong enough you know and he's got a big heart i mean you've seen like the post where he's like helping out you by the victims and stuff like that inviting their families and you know, he constantly engages on stage, which is like really cool. You know, it's yeah, good. He it's like awesome performance. Yeah, he you does. Know? You know, he does. <laughs> let's let's not go in there. There's, but he's doing great. He's doing great. There's been a thing or two said. <laughs> there's been a couple. He's there's having a, a moment. He's having he's a baby. You know a what moment, though? A year. He's he's having even through all of those people talking all kinds of stuff. He's having a super massive year. I mean, I will never spend the kind of money people are spending on Bad Bunny tickets, obviously. But, you know, if I run into him at a 7-Eleven, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That's free. I'll buy him a Slurpee. Just be like, hey. I don't think he needs you to buy him. He could buy you a Slurpee. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't want to be all like that. Like, oh, you know, you're Bad Bunny. Can I get a Slurpee? Like, no. I'd be like, hey, you know what? You do good. Here's a Slurpee. You know, oh, that's not your favorite kind, Coca-Cola? No? Okay. All right. Here's the red one. You know, we'll just, we'll have like the most down-to-earth conversation 
with his security guard. And then eventually I'll try to reach Bad Bunny and because <laughs> this guy probably Throw not easily he's not easily excited. I was like, here, I was trying to get you one, get it all over him, get arrested. It's a whole thing in my head. Anyways, um, let's see. So take a dance class is the next one. So for those of you guys who are trying to learn, you know, Latino heritage, Latino Hispanic heritage, go ahead and take some culture dance classes. Do some merengue, do some salsa, do some some zumba, do some all kinds of stuff in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's your favorite dance, by the way, Daisy? I actually took salsa classes a while back. So I like dancing salsa. It's I'm a little rusty salsa? right now, but yeah, believe it or not, I liked it. Ironically enough, I was never taught salsa. Like, really? I've seen my family do it. It should be in your roots. It should be in your blood. Uh, it should be in my blood. Like, I can dance merengue like crazy, but salsa just doesn't come to me. Like, it, you know what? Like, when I get into it, like, I can probably do it really easy, but just never, never train. What about you, Paul? Bachata, merengue. Ah, bachata's good. Yeah. Salsa the, little, the little end to it, bachata. <laughs> the little, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you have the to little, do it. The little kick at the end. Everybody's like, everybody's like, what do you talk about? You got to go check it out. Check it out. Yeah, um, you got to do a little pop. It says, uh, check out a museum or exhibit. I mean, they just opened one, or at least it's going to be soon to be open one. The one in uh, D.C. I would definitely go th- I'm there. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. I think it's what? The, the Hispanic... Uh, it's not a memorial. <laughs> I was just about to say the memorial. Only in D.C.? It's a, it's part of um what is the giant museum that's over there? The the Smithsonian. The Smithsonian. It's a part of the Smithsonian. So it's like a Hispanic heritage, like uh, uh celebrating Latino culture. So you nice. guys go over there. Yeah, it's really cool. Really cool. So we're gonna send a team down there. They're eventually gonna go. Some of them have already visited. Um uh I know that Daniela, who's one of our writers, was was a part of the screener for that, so it's kinda cool. Like they were listening into all the different things that are gonna be showing on there. Um, another thing that you can do is listen to a podcast, which is what you're doing right now. Supporting a Latino podcast. There's also Chambita Chronicles. Make sure you, you know, follow that for Afro Latinidad. Get some, uh, get some good conversations there. You have the Roundaway Talk, celebrating BIPOC communities. Um, and last but not least, turn around and spend time with a Latino family. So if you got a Latino friend, we make the best friends, obviously, and we have the coolest families. I mean, there does don't talk to that abuelita because she always got something to say. But aside from that, like you know, just go over there, just have a normal conversation. You're gonna need some earplugs because we're loud, <laughs> okay? And that's just whispering. So when we actually party, it becomes really crazy. The cops will literally join us when we're partying and when they get called in. And yeah, I mean, um, if somebody came to your house, Paula, what are you doing to to offer them some insight? Like, give me give me some scoop. If I came in. I'm little Caucasian mm-hmm. Ralphie. I came in and I turned around and I was like, hi, Paula. How can I turn around and learn about Hispanic heritage? What are you going to do? I'm trying to feed everybody, make everybody feel welcome in my home. I'm not trying to cook the food, but I'll feed you. <laughs> <laughs> Paula, are you a cook? <laughs> I am. We think we've discussed this more than once. I she am burns not. everything she touches. <laughs> yep. I mean, I wouldn't say it's burned, but like what I prefer to eat my cooking, probably not. Like I, I've managed to keep two humans she alive. Said by I probably, she said I would probably um, not like to eat my cooking. That's <laughs> who says you know, that? I have like a. I'm very honest. Like I'm not going to lie to myself and and my poor child and subject them. I mean, they've they've adapted. They're, they're <laughs> they've adapted. <laughs> 
They're survivors. Their immune system is like it's, it's so they could literally survive any type of food at this point. Did because... I not just tell you that a taco place knows who I am from my phone? That's like, how often she ID. orders food. I'm sure. That is insane. Mm-hmm. That is some funny and stuff. I'm bu- and I'm busy. You know, they have good food. It's you know, it's it, it's fine. It's, hey, it's you're putting okay. food on a table. It doesn't matter. But anyways, yes, I'll feed you. I'll feed you, and it'll be good. Some people said movie night my... as an option. Movie night, telenovelas. <laughs> you would bring them as a telenovela. That would be your thing. Be like, it's like sit down, new... <laughs> sit down. Yes, the new Vicente Fernandez biopic on Netflix is coming out. Mm-hmm. That actually the, looks the good. The Jenny Rivera one yeah. out. That, that is heartbreaking. Really good. I can't recommend watching that. That was torture. The Jenny Rivera series. Yes, I haven't well, really I mean, seen just... it. I've seen like little parts of it. it her life was just tough yeah it makes you cry yes it was a tough 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 life but um but yeah no there's so much to watch and we have so much stuff coming (laughs) out with the novella though that'd be good yeah you want to see how dramatic we are sit down i'm putting remember the novella with the twins can you imagine sitting somebody down and be like everything you need to know is in these two episodes of loca vida de rojo and just (laughs) put it in there it's like we're always in a coma you know, we're always trying to come back from adversity. We always are in a love triangle. Somebody shot somebody, but then came back to life somehow. We're always after extremely the coma. dramatic about yeah. everything. You lose your memory. Someone is always like has yeah. amnesia. They, it, and I said them in out of order. So you get shot. Then you go in the coma. Then you come back and you, you don't remember anything. And and Nothing. so your wife is trying hard as hell to try to get you to remember. And then you fall in love with somebody else because you didn't know who this other person was. And then your memory comes back and then you're in love with both of them. And so now you have a decision to make. But then this one gets hit by a car or something like that. It's always something. It's always something. And by the way, that is the plot of an actual novella. So um, I didn't just make that <laughs> Somewhere, shit up. I'm sure. Somewhere somebody's writing this and it's actually going to be like for a two year series. So And there's yeah. always that evil person. Always an evil always. character. Yeah. Always. It's always some guy with a weird mustache. It's always some guy yes. and, a, and, a, and a, you know, cowboy hat because <laughs> we all wear cowboy hats. With the mustache? That's in Seattle, yeah. It's always, <laughs> it's always the guy with, the, he's sitting like, <laughs> no, see, sí. almost see, sí. don, don Ramirez. Yes. Um, all right, guys. I mean, look, 30 days, 30 straight days that we're going to be coming to you, whether it's live or pre-recorded, uh, through special posts, through articles. Each one of us will be giving you some type of entertainment, and each one of the celebrations will be actually extremely unique. So, you know, stay tuned. Make sure that uh, you follow our accounts at Todo Wafi. Make sure that you're following something Latina. Make sure that you're following something Latino. Go to the website, www com. The entire schedule is there. If it's not there, it will be there. Um, make sure to sign up for these panels. You can go on, on Facebook on the event and be able to sign up to that. And if you're interested in reaching out to any of us, you can follow us. It's at, at Daisy Tornell, at Paula Knows Something, or Paula at Miss PPG. How is it? Miss PPP? Miss PPPG. Miss PPPG. There's a lot of P's in there. Just, you know, just type a couple of P's and then you'll, she'll pop up. Um, <laughs> and then follow me at Latin Bab, at the Latin Babbler. And look, 
we're really excited. We can't wait for you guys to see what we've done. We we appreciate if you guys give us feedback on what part of this you enjoyed after the 30 days. And we look forward to doing this for 365 days a year. So, guys, that is our show. I'm Rafael, the Latin Babbler. That is Paula. That is Daisy. We're out. Desde Nicaragua hasta Costa Rica Con esta canción todo el mundo se identifica Llamen a los chilenos y a los cubanos Llamen a Puerto Rico y a los mexicanos Que ya se armó la rumba Desde Panamá hasta Ecuador Vámonos a Perú y luego hasta El Salvador Que se escuche Brasil y Argentina Yo quiero un grito de mi gente latina Y levantaré mi bandera Estando en mi país o estando allá afuera Porque para mí mira no existen fronteras Yo levantaré mi bandera